everybody. It's I'ma Let You Finish, show number 135 on the Pantheon Podcast. Not the way I feel this morning. Right. I feel about 135 years old. I really do. I thing listen. Hopefully, like Jesus, we will rise next week. Is it next week he's rising? Well, next week. Well, it's the week at Easter. He's rising. Well, it's... We're going into uh, uh, the resu- we're going into the resurrection oh, and everything. Next yeah. weekend is Palm yeah. Sunday. I wash my hands up. of him once he's finished that matzah. I'm done with his ass. Oh so, my you god! Know. <laughs> I mean, really? Well, you are Jewish. That is I mean, true. barely, the, barely. The, the story does end for you <laughs> at a ends. certain it's point. It's sort of like Old Testament. <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah, it took me years to find out that you're not supposed to wish somebody a happy Good Friday. <laughs> I said it's got the word good in it though. Right. But it's but also it also good took, Wednesday and good yeah, Thursday and good also, Saturday. It also took don't me years that. to realize that you don't celebrate Yom Kippur. No. <laughs> it's not eating. There's no. And what's the other? It's the two to come back to back. It's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Are yeah, back it's like to a back, week. Right? Yeah. One yeah. is Happy New Year and one right. is I'm not eating and I've been bad. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. Well. I have to say something. Mm-hmm. The amount of thought I give to Gwyneth Paltrow on any given day, I don't even know. Okay, what is less than negative nothing? I was never good at math. But you know when you're doing negative numbers mm-hmm. and it goes all the way down to like... Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think she appears to be a perfectly fine human being. I think she's very overrated as a an actress, but she's not bad, but she's overrated. So <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's on trial. She is she on trial or oh, no, she's, she's sued. She's well she's being sued. She's being sued. Mm-hmm. So right. but there is a trial happening. There so is there a trial are- in, in Colorado, right? Utah maybe Utah, same somewhere. Difference. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, something like that. Wherever they're skiing. They were skiing. I will say this. If white privilege was a judicial case, mm-hmm. this would be it. Let me just tell you something. Some man, she hit some man. Oh, well, she, the man says he hit her. She says he hit him. They've been with, he's had some inconsistencies in his story. He's saying, and he took three years before he charged. He's saying that and he has, they refused medical attention when the person came. When well, the, they said he didn't seem, he has some soreness, but he didn't seem no, that hurt he, or like he had a head injury. No, he said now three years they, later has lost they, his marriage. Yes. Yeah, everything. And, like, yeah. and the, the, the thing that was interesting was how. You know, on the stand, they were asking him all of these things, like, what did you lose? And he's crying. You know, I lost my girlfriend. I lost the person I used to be. I I lost lost all these things. And when they asked her, what did you lose? Her response was, well, I lost a half a day of skiing. skiing. Yeah, there you go. I had to rewind that because I saw it on YouTube. I was like, what? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I want you to win. Just for the audacity of that statement. Oh, and offering to bring snacks to the jury? The best you, part. The like, best I mean, part. But snack, you know those snacks would suck because she's know, like a be, macrobiotic bone right, broth it's gonna be eating some, bitch. Right. No, right. It's going to be mean, some gelatinous a, thing yeah, that's no, like it's full be of awful antioxidants. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if you're going to be 
on a jury having to listen to this like white privilege 101 like uh, who lost a horrible half day of skiing oh have she lost a half day of skiing and he lost and she still life. has that ski outfit she's like i still oh, have it i'm like it's oh. just so ridiculous <laughs> i mean he's asking for money she wants a dollar um and can I be really? I don't real? believe Can him I be for petty some for reason. Second? Oh, I don't believe him at all. I don't all. believe him, really. I don't Listen, I don't believe him at all. Because whatever, I mean, it's like if I got hurt and I have, as you know, have had accidents, not mm-hmm. skiing accident, you immediately, I need a medical, especially if it's something where you're hitting your head, you immediately want medical attention. He refused it. Absolutely. And, so then, like, and, and for a while, he seemed to kind of enjoy the attention that, oh, it was Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, that hitting he, me. Gwyneth Paltrow hit me. And I, whatever happened, to, and I look at people these days and I'm like, you know, I know everything is a money graph for people, but does it sometimes you just have an accident it's not about and you sometimes owe me money because that yeah. accidents happen things and happen. We, this weird thing that we have now where everybody's looking for the opportunity for just oh a payday i get money i get it's it's if she really, were Gwyneth Paltrow, he wouldn't have even brought it up he, he wouldn't have brought it up i don't think so can i say something really kind of mean mm-hmm. she, she doesn't look good well, I mean, but, I've never I been a fan of her. Know, so, me neither. You know. I think she's pretty because she's blonde. I will say this, though. I think I love her mother, though. I mm-hmm. love her mother. Mm-hmm. Her mother's Blythe Danner. I will say, I think she's doing the the white girl equivalent of rappers. When they go to court, they put on glasses so that they look innocent and look more. Or basketball players. Remember when Latrell Sprewell mm-hmm. was wearing glasses for a whole 10 minutes when he was mm-hmm. on? Uh, she's doing the, I'm not going to wear any makeup so that I look sincere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and nice weird. neutral colors. Neutral. Well, she is a neutral color. She, she kind of is, is a neutral color. She's a neutral Except color. It's always interesting that she always ended up being like best friends with the hottest performers at the moment. Like she was best friends with Madonna for a while. She was really good friends. I don't know with Beyonce for a while. Like well, that's because of Chris Martin. That's because of her husband, her ex-husband. That's why. Because rappers, for some inexplicable reason, love Coldplay. Which I still need somebody to I can to tell you, there's why. a theory. I have a, I had an well, what is theory. it? The theory is, okay, here's the theory. Not all, but back when things were, they were, whatever was put in front of them mm-hmm. as the new hot thing, they were like, oh, that's new and hot. And that's it. I'm sure Chris Martin is a perfectly lovely human being. Um, his music is like watching paint dry, hence why he married her, because she is paint drying. And she's too soft. healthy. She's paint drying. All right. I have interviewed the Fugees before, back mm-hmm. in the day. And <laughs> my first plaque, my first earned working plaque in the music industry is the Fugees, the score. Okay. There has always been something a lot suspect about that group in terms of. <laughs> How many of those benefits of Wyclef's did you go to in Miami? Has uh, seriously, where seriously? We're not gonna, we're not gonna go. We're not where we're not, seriously, not, right? right. <laughs> and there've always been alleged, and again, it's all alleged. You could say this about a lot of people. You know, grew up in a whole different time. Grew up in a whole different situation. It was always undefined what Praza's role in the Fuji's was. 
I mean, but we all loved him because Pras was did great. We, why but, did we love who? Well, loved I'm him? talking about like working at Columbia and doing oh, okay. stuff with Pras and yeah, everybody. Yeah, he was a nice he guy. He was great. He was a nice guy. You know what he I mean? He was the it's money. Like, he was the the accountant. Basically, and, and, right? and 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 you know. Anyway, he's on trial. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. For, wait, can we just? Yeah, it's so. Wait, the Americans, it's so wait. fabulous. <laughs> okay. When I read one of the things that he's being charged with, I know it's great. was being an agent of China. No, 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 no. An I was unregi- like, an unregistered, unregistered agent, agent of chi- China. I was like, it's great. What the fuck does that mean? It's so on brand. What? Because he was kind of, you know, really in Europe and hanging. He was around like these really wealthy people. And I don't know exactly what he was doing, but it was just kind of like, how is that even being tagged to you? I don't understand well, what's he happening. Have some, I know Wycliffe was going to run for president for pre- of Haiti. Haiti. And then they realized he didn't have residency anymore. And oops, oh, well, that. And then Praz, there's actually a really good documentary. Where Praz was involved in political stuff. And look, Haiti is no fault of the Haitian people, a, a complete shit show because of colonialism and corruption. And it's not in any and way. And right now that, you know, after the president was, was murdered, you know, there's an American couple that's been kidnapped by a gang. And it's, yeah, no, right, it's, 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 it's always been, it's because the yeah. French and the Americans destroyed that country. Yeah. That said, it's just so like, if you were to ask me in 2023, what prize would be, if they had said he'd been brought up on drug charges, that would be really unfortunate. Be like, Oh, okay. Weapons charges. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Uh, domestic, you know, like not paying child support. Okay. You're an agent of the, I mean, what is, this is like some, um, Steven Seagal. It's like real weird financial stuff. Weird. And I'm kind of nervous for him because this sounds, it just sounds so nuts. Well, it's so specific. Specific too, and the China so, thing is know, where it, it gets weird. You know, we have we're having all of this weird stuff in China right now. So it's like, what? Are they, 
they it's try very to say specific. Right. You don't charge somebody with something like this. I mean, say what you will about the government, but when the feds are coming after you with something espionage, <laughs> I mean, this is espionage. And it's like, huh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he's always, when he when they did one of those benefits in my, oh my God, those benefits were ridiculous. I mean, they were fun, but they were ridiculous. Ooh. And And there was, you know, like the VIP tent and, our friend, the great, lovely, wonderful, late Leslie Pitts was the publicist. Mm-hmm. And this like super European of indeterminate country <laughs> rolls in, you know, like it's like she could be from anywhere, but she's right. like super rich and super European and she's right. not on the list. And she says, oh, I am Prozis facialist. And Leslie goes, oh, is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be a unregistered agent, agent of the Chinese government, who are we are at war what with right now. Does that mean what are that they trying to say? They're, they're, what they're doing that he's doing lobbying and deals right. with the Chinese government. You have to right. register. I mean, that's yeah. what Mike Flynn got. If you're going to work for a government, like especially a government that we have problems with, like Turkey to some extent, or China, mm-hmm. China, you have to let our government know that you're working as a broker for them in a way. And he just is sort of doing this as a side hustle or something. Like, it's like, know? but the thing is, he doesn't have a Trump who will pardon him like Michael Flynn got pardoned if he goes, you know what I mean? It's like, this is kind of... No, just no, sounds, and he has no... It's very weird. It's, it's very weird, it's and it's weird. very, very um, specific. You know, it's just very, Remember very when specific. I argued you, Todd? I was like, the tickets have gone on sale, Amy. I'm oh, yeah. going to the show. I was like, no, it's going to happen. You were like... There'll be a show in China. You were like, you were like, they're not stepping on stage. Never, never, I was never. like, it's going to happen. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> never, never, ever. It, it, I will guarantee you on today, March well, the trial, well, the 2023, trial is, they will never go on tour. Well, well, the trial has started yesterday, right? The jury yeah. selection. We're in the jury selection phase. Yeah, it's, and it's in DC. It's kind yeah, of like no, fuck. it's a federal trial. No, he's fucked. It's, but I gotta say, in the pantheon of celebrity and hip hop crimes, he wins. I mean, even if he's innocent, he wins. He wins the. I've never. Yeah. Yeah, this is a new one. This is a new one. Um. All right, you want to take Miley and Dial? Dial. Oh my God. All right. So can we just which well, states? Well, can well, we can we get rid of certain states right now? Just get I mean, rid of them? but this is the danger of I keep, you know. When when I talked to you before about everybody has to be on board for these fights because it's it's going to show up to everybody's door. Here we are. Now we have schools banning a Miley Cyrus song because it's this rainbow and it's talking about we should all get along and no hate. And that scene is controversial. It's like, what are we teaching our children? It's like, are we teaching them anger? I don't know what 
the world. No, what was. they're teaching the world is everything is now set up so that nobody's feelings are hurt. And what's so funny is that the conservatives have always can accuse progressives of being snowflakes. Meanwhile, they can't even take a book with Roberto Clemente. They can't take a book with Rosa Parks. They can't take language that has any kind of anything. Everything has to be, I don't want my kid coming home and feeling bad. Uh, I don't want my kid looking at the David. The David, the, the most right. famous statue in the world, the, where a child's reaction, if they're goofball, would be, hey, 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 penis, and that would be the end of it. A statue, a, a statue made for a church. They don't want anything. They want to just say, my child feels uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Your child feels uncomfortable. Yeah. And hence that is, and so then it keeps going and going. And by the time they get to college or they're adults, all they know is their own little comfort level and they don't know anything outside of Which their own little Which I bubble. think 1000% is contributing to so many of these young people having some of the mental health issues that, that we're seeing. Because if you try to create this protective bubble, where people are being censored from the realities of the world. Yeah, you get out in this world and you start to really have to deal with people and move through it. And you realize how fucked up everything can be. I can see where it's overwhelming. And as a young person, you're not equipped to deal with all that's coming at you because it's all, because it's all, well, well, we're seeing why all of this. And this censorship is really scary. These bills that are being pushed through in Tennessee and all of these places, it's really scary. No, it's, it's, it's just the most unbelievable 1984. How do you feel as a teacher? Like when you hear this Obviously, I mean, look, the good thing is that I teach in New York. So the, the likelihood of it, it, but they have no culture. Listen, you talk to any teacher, you talk to anyone over the age of 50, there's no mm. cult, there's no critical theory anymore. These kids don't know how to think. They know how to repeat. So, but it's just absolutely ridiculous that you're taking out any mention of anything. The whole idea is to teach everybody. I mean, I'm waiting Well, anything for the, of color, anything that's considered anything other. Of any religion, anything. any religion. Well, except, well, is, not the, they want it to be their, their person of Christianity and right. white. Right. White Christianity. That's and it. And that's it. So, and really like, centered toward males because women, oh, they don't care no. about you guys. No, no, no. Hello. They don't. I mean, I think they took out Roberto Clemente biography in like an elementary school because he, they mentioned that he had experienced racism. Okay. They took out a Rosa Parks biography for a little kid because what they changed it to, not that she was forced to give up her seat, but she decided to sit in another seat. Okay. Mm. You know, I'm waiting for like Martin Luther King was killed because he stayed on a balcony too long. If he had only just gone inside, he'd still be alive. No, it's insanity and it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better until people decide they don't want to be stupid. And as long as people decide they want to be stupid, it's easier to control stupid people. And social media is part of the problem. You know, it, I have students, I had these, and they're nice enough, male students, they were, I was, this woman was writing something, and I, and I said something about feminism, and they were like laughing about Andrew Tate. I went, why are you watching this stuff? They think he's great. You know, this pig, this rapist pig. So yeah, no, 
I mean, it's very, but the mental illness thing is that, but it's also, it is, it is COVID in a lot of ways. That well, is, it is, but yeah. we're talking, this was going on before COVID. Oh and yeah, I, but I also, laws, yeah. I also think when you start to make people, the thing that they think that they're doing is going to have the opposite effect because mm-hmm. now you're going to have people, these kids thinking there's something wrong with me. You know what I mean? There's And there's now there's nowhere I can turn. I can't talk to my teacher. My teacher will get in trouble. I right. It's like, where do you turn? You can't. Because a lot of times when you're a kid, there are things you might be scared to say to a parent first that you might go to your teacher to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and now the teacher can't you're, say anything. you're taking that option from an adult. Where do the kids turn? Right. No, <laughs> I've had students for sure tell me things that are very private, you know, and I told them, but they, no, yeah. If a, a teacher can get into trouble, if a student says to them, my, my dad's plural are having problems, that's boom right there. The teacher can be dismissed for that or get, not, maybe not dismissed, but reprimanded for allowing the child to discuss. No, it's ridiculous. You know what? Fuck Florida. And protect trans kids. Okay, and, let's move on. Yeah, fuck Florida. This, Anyone this, yeah. who votes Republican at this point is a is complicit. That's the only thing. It's complicit. And that's because the truth of the matter is, is we and, and listen, and you know me, we've gone through this a bunch of times in the show, and I've told you I have Republican friends, and you're like, I can't believe that. You look at me like that, like I'm a unicorn running through a field. But I, you know, I, a lot of my Republican friends are kind of gagging. They're not recognizing the Republican Party they love with this because we're watching another school shooting, right? Which, again, in the last couple of weeks, that's all there's been is stabbings and shootings in schools across this country. Yet they're there. No one wants to deal with it. And and I'm not even talking about guns. It's like, come up with another plan, come up with something because what you guys are doing is coming up with plans and passing bills for fake problems like drag queen reading hours, which there's been no issues. And, 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 and CRT, which is not taught in any schools was not, even wasn't even being talked about being taught in these schools, but you guys have created bills and laws and passed all these statutes and you're proud of yourself. Meanwhile, the real issues in our face. And again, you're offering prayers to families and you're doing nothing. And I'm not even going to tell you guys, Oh, take guns. Cause I feel like we've lost the battle with guns in this country. There's way too many, but how about, Come up with a plan for something else to try to stem they some of this violence. Don't, but you don't, you don't care. They don't they, want to. They don't want right. to. They but don't want but to. But they're creating. They're creating solutions for things that weren't even a problem, right? There's so it's no like no problem. No, they they have no interest. I mean, hi, Eric Adams, Mister. Once they took the prayer out of school, guns came in. Well, here was a shooting at a Christian school. So, gee. How's that? How's that working out for you, Eric Adam? Oh, by the way, they are saying now that the shooter is trans. So wait for that bullshit right. to oh, start. Wait. wait for that. Bullshit oh, to start. you know that's coming. That's that's two thousand and twenty-three Muslim. Say, you know but, what I mean? Gonna, can I just? But can I just say this? I don't want to say evil begets evil. So the stuff that you're doing on the front end is evil. Do you expect good to come from the things that you guys are doing? It's like. You're thinking you're putting people in your place. What you're doing is sowing more discord into this world. 
And I don't know, it just seems crazy. And our mayor, he's just the worst. I, Amy, I think you should run for mayor. Because here's oh, the God, thing. No. no, the turnouts have been so low, you could win. And the I slogan could... Live, I don't want to live uptown. But your so- <laughs> I don't want to live in that house. The slogan... Your so- well, not at the Bloomberg. Remember, he was like, yeah. I'm not living in there. He yeah, was like, really. that's gross. I mean, he was like, why I would I live in house. there? I have a better house. Not, he was like, I'm not... I'm not I have five houses I, I could live in. For that. He was like, I'm not doing no, that. I'm not living in <laughs> He was like, that place... House, my house hasn't been renovated in Listen, years. I'm staying in my Your gym. slogan could be Amy Elizabeth Linden for mayor of New York City. I'm not him. That's all it has to it be. Really, it really I'm is. not him. And everybody would be like, I don't care what you stand for. She's not him. I'm not you got him. my vote. Yeah, thank you. Churro ladies everywhere. Churro. We would bring Everything. the churro ladies some peas in the city. No, they would come out on the street. They would but what like, we would have to do is curb the wee bodegas. Because I got to say this. Uh, Three new bodegas have opened up within a five block stretch of me. It. And they're all like exotic house. No. Smoke it's, yeah, house. No, it's, smoke house of smoke house. I'm like, where is yeah. all of this week? No, we talked about that last week. It's ridiculous. It's, it's the new Starbucks. It we, is the new Starbucks. Star, it's the new it's Starbucks. The new, and do you, I don't know if your hood is like this, but. Everywhere I walk in the city smells like weed. No, everywhere. everywhere. Every, it doesn't matter if it's the my east school side. smells like weed. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We've talked about this. The entire city <laughs> smells and like weed. This time of of year in New York, we're mm-hmm. starting to get congested because things right. are starting to bloom. Mm-hmm. So if I can smell this much weed through my stuffy little no, no, it's horrible. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. I just want to go on record, and you know I really don't care, but you were like, uh, Adele, she's never going to do it. She's never going to do it. Blah, blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. All right, so here's some crow. Oh, my gosh, she did it. She did it. She actually completed it. And doing it again. And cried on stage and gave the kiss. This has just been so beautiful. You know, I don't like right. to leave the house. I'm coming back. Good. Good. I mean, you it know, was she like, got, so- yeah. Get ready to not pay your mortgage and do a little bit. You need I don't to know do. why. I don't. On it, can, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You, as a fan of two mm-hmm. very popular mono named women singers, are going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, the other one charging too much. They all charge too much. <laughs> no, yeah, but her too much was like. But- her too much was cra- like well, $4,000 are- for the bad seats. Oh, can I tell you something? <laughs> My friend Pam, hi Pam, uh, bought tickets to see The Cure at Madison Square Garden. And on her ticket, mm-hmm. she got an email saying, here's a $5 rebate courtesy of Robert Smith. Because Robert Smith was No, really- I know, but I'm saying he did. Because I they mean, had it's- $20 tickets that had a $40 charge or right. something ridiculous put to it. The but scam of it all. To see it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how you stop things? You stop mm-hmm. going. That's how you stop things. That's how things happen. You just say, you know what? I'm not going to give you my money. And they're not going to perform in front of nobody. So just stop going. I mean, will your life. They need to be broken end- up. I, but, I look at but the will your life, But I'm saying, will your life end if you don't get to see Taylor Swift? I mean, it'll suck. Well, for All some right. people, yeah. Because like, if you love music, the answer shouldn't be. Now that this company, the company that owns venues, has deals with venues, does deals with artists, should also be in charge of selling me tickets, plus I'm instantly having a resale service. So it's like, I'm going on there. Now you're doing this dynamic ticket shit, which making it so I can't afford it. And then if I wait two days, 
then there's no face value tickets. You're t- sending me to your sanctioned, verified resale, and it's thousands of dollars. No, of course it's awful. But this. Do you is know anybody the- who gets a face? I don't know anybody who actually gets a face value ticket anymore. Everybody I know is who's buying well, tickets. Well, but what is- I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is that first off, this is what happens when you have Republicans running things and you get rid of regulations and you let corporations just do whatever the hell they want because corporations are people too. Um, the way to stop this is everybody said. We're not going to go see these shows. You don't think the artists would start stepping in and saying, bring the prices down and break. I think they're going to break up. They're going to have to break up Ticketmaster. I mean, they're going to have to break up Ticketmaster. And no, artists are greedy because here's the thing that I know from working on that side of it. You have to agree to platinum pricing and dynamic pricing. They don't just get to do that. And guess what? You're telling people your fans are going to come anyway. They'll put it on their credit cards and they want to see you like you saw people screaming and being ridiculous when the Renaissance Tour tickets went on sale, but they were buying those tickets. At yeah, but the Springsteen prices. Tour is mm-hmm. not sold out. Well, that's because his fans have seen him a million times, and then you're right. starting to realize every you know, am I going to pay? His, I think his fans more than those pop fans yeah. were used to always paying an expensive ticket, and I think that they were kind of offended that they saw two hundred dollar tickets were suddenly bouncing up to two thousand. Well, and all also of that his stuff. whole persona, even though well, he has the, not been that guy forever for decades, for but, more than but, decades, but, but he never yeah. lost that audience. And that's no, who's, never and yes, did. people grew with him and they made more money. But I think they get offended. Listen, yeah. this is the thing that you and I both know about people who have money, just because they have a lot of money. They used, especially the ones who really have had money and have had money for a long time. They don't want to spend their money like that. They're cheap. They don't want to say, oh, I'll just pay $10,000 for the ticket. That's not how motherfucking rich people roll. Fun fact, everybody listening. I've worked with some, a lot of artists across the spectrum and some of the richest, they don't like to spend money. No, of course not. They never have their money. And you know what I mean? But they don't mind if you spend your money. Yeah, and well, like, not all, not no, all, not all but I'm yeah. talking about today's ones like a Bruce Springsteen who, when asked about it in that interview, was trying to say, well, you know, we got to make money like all of our contemporaries. And I was calling bullshit on that because a Bruce Springsteen ticket has always been a pricey ticket. You've not been $20 at the Shore Asbury Park or Stone Pony Bruce Springsteen in decades when I was at Columbia, Bruce Springsteen tickets were expensive. You do get your money's worth, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not but agreeing set, with what I'm saying. My thing is, but set it to you. This is a tight, tight. I feel like you should be like, this is a, these are the ticket prices right here. My, my, my platinum tickets are going to be this, this, this. Fluctuating ticket prices on the day when a concert goes no, on sale, when everybody's coming to buy tickets, is a scam. And then charging people. Hundreds yeah. of dollars in surcharges per ticket. Well, like I just saw that somebody posted on our on our Facebook the other day that um one show they said, How did my $78 ticket for I forgot whoever show it is come when I went to click buy with all of the fees? My $78 ticket was coming out to over $180 for that one ticket. And they didn't buy they didn't buy the ticket. And you're right. And 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 I feel like that is the way you make this stop. Be like, I love you guys, I'm not but I'm not it. going. And not people kept asking me, do you have your Madonna tickets yet? And I was like, no. I was like, I, I'm just not going to pay that kind of money no, to see. You I'm just, I'm just not going to do that. I've seen Madonna a million times. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, you know, if, if a ticket falls in my lap 
And, and you know, this is me being spoiled of not having to buy concert tickets in at this point, damn near 30 years, right? But when I looked at what people were going through with these prices and all of this shit, I was like, no, like, I don't think you should spend your mortgage or the price of your New York City rent to sit and see somebody sing to you for two hours. That's bullshit. And Please you should not want and you should not want your fans to have to pay fucking a thousand dollars and not be sitting close enough to be able to fucking touch you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't spend a thousand dollars and be in the stands being able to look down at the stage because that's bullshit. All right. And we'll you be right back. Hold on. You oh, know what? Sorry. We need to take a break. Because right oh, yeah, now I need, I need to I breathe. I need a breather. He needs uh. a breather. He needs a breather. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. And we're back. All right, so Stop Making Sense, I think, is one of the great music documentaries ever. Jonathan Demme directed Mm -hmm. it. It's the Talking Heads. Mm -hmm. Um, At the peak of their talking headness. At the peak of their talking headness, yes. Just as they were starting to incorporate other musicians. It's a fantastic Mm -hmm. documentary. It's beautifully staged. It's not just a live concert. It's, you know, obviously beautifully staged. Um, it's a, so they are re it is being re-released by a, a new print. print. Yeah, it's gonna new be a print. new With, print. It's done new prints before, but this is like even bigger and better, whatever. Right. So <laughs> With David, I love that it's David alone in it. Like I'm talking heads when he the little preview. Well, but that's thing been going on yeah. for a while though. I mean, right. that's the thing. Look, David Byrne is very, very talented. I am very. not gonna take anything away from him. And he mm-hmm. has done stuff. On his own, without the talking heads for years, Mm -hmm. Luwaka Bop was a great label. He's done Mm -hmm. that Broadway show. He's done a lot of things. The band broke, did not break up in a happy, we're just going to go our own ways. And Mm -hmm. he is, I, you know, people I know who have worked with him, he's a nice guy, but he's, you know, he's in his own little private Idaho, but Mm -hmm. he is a very talented guy. But there has been, if you read Chris Francis' memoir, I mean, Chris and they, Tina are both just like, mm. they have never, listen, all the things we love about talking. Well, there's many things we love about all the phases, but when you think about the rhythm section, which is kind of what made them different from a lot of the other groups, because they were a group you could groove to. He's not the rhythm section. No, he's Chris not. and Tina are the rhythm. Absolutely. Section. So and she, in particular, is one of the most underrated musicians. I really think. I think mm-hmm. people just figure, oh, she was his wife. She was playing the bass. Mm-hmm. No, like, she's like, amazing. That's the, she's amazing. So they are not happy because once again, the attention is being focused on David Byrne. And there were four members of that group, and mm-hmm. there were three members that were the founding members. And from reading the book and knowing about them and reading over the years, it, it, the book, the band was not. David Byrne decided to form a band. It was right. all of them. And they all wrote, you know, and even if you're not credited with writing, like, dun, 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 the, the baseline for Psycho Killer, does that song really, ma- does that song exist without that baseline? And the interesting thing is, you could tell it's him. You could totally tell that he's kind of like difficult. Well, <laughs> you know what I, I, he no, gives I that say, he, he gives that but as someone who's been around a lot of bands and musicians just he gives that energy where i could tell that you are the disco 
course. Well, he's not. I I will say this. I mean, I know people who worked him when he did this project, and he is as he's gotten older, as we mm-hmm. all do, and you have kids and stuff. He is. He's not someone who knows how to share their toys. Right. Not because he's a bad person, but he's just a very. I feel like that persona he had on stage was him. He's a little more distant in a lot of ways. Whereas Chris and Tina, my very few exchange, you can be Facebook friends with Chris Franz and back and forth and back and forth. The best weed, Chris Franz, best weed. I believe he grows it himself. Oh, and gave me a joint. So good. I think. So I mean, you know, so I don't want to say David. I've never worked with him. Obviously, he doesn't even call his former band members by name. He calls them them people I used to play with. People I used to play with. So so now you're gonna come celebrate this talking heads moment and just act like and yeah and those people I used to play with. Yeah, I I will say though that memoir is vicious. Oh, it's great. I love it. I have it here. It's It's great. Well, listen, it's like tell it. Yeah. I believe your truth is your truth. What do we say? People need to live in their truth. Well, I don't believe in the expression your truth. There's either the truth or the not the truth. That's right. like alternative facts. This is either real or not real. It's his right. perception. Let's mm-hmm. try that. How's Absolutely. that? Until the David Byrne book comes and we have dueling books, and there won't mm-hmm. be a David Byrne book because mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like that guy. But No, listen, and everybody has their careers, right? Like David Byrne. It's, it's a great movie. It's, you a, it's tell going to David, be, see it again. And you yeah. can tell that David Byrne is giving you the energy of like, it was all me. <laughs> but, and, and I he's gone on to have a really stellar career, right? American right. Utopia was huge on Broadway. I mean, he's done his thing. No, but I will say this. It's up to people in the press to stop letting him do it. Right. Every time you say, you mean a talking. Now, I don't know if he got full credit. Does he get full writing credit on those songs? But even so, sure. certain things are like, if, without a riff, it's not really the song. It's like, you know, yeah, you have to have, you have to, yeah, he's, I'll talk to you about this off camera. That's why I like wordy rapping hood, because, you know, that's my clearly about. <laughs> yeah, but my, I'll give you my theory about yeah. this off camera, because okay. it's p- potentially litigious. But gotcha. I have mm-hmm. All right. So Henry Rollins, what do you want to talk about? He doesn't want to go on stage anymore? Yes, now okay. what he says, I'll sleep tonight. Or something. Yeah, hey, don't you know him? Aren't you friends with him or something? No. Okay, here's the story. <laughs> and it is one of the greatest stories of all time. I, he's really you can't kinda, sit back, grab a cup well, of coffee. So he still looks good. He's kind of hot. I have another theory about that. I have many <laughs> theories. I have many theories about Henry Rollins. Come on, theory queen. Let's go. No, I can't because it's also possibly <laughs> litigious. That's why. <laughs> possibly litigious. <laughs> But okay. I have a theory about him. Uh-huh. Um, I believe he is the Yukio Mishima of punk rock. And if those are <laughs> okay. people who know who he, who Yukio Mishima is, okay. will know what I'm talking about. All right. So I met Henry. I used to work with the Dead Kennedys, and I was like a little punk kid. And I met Henry. He was Henry Garfield. That's his real mm-hmm. name. Um, so they felt like they were so much younger than me, but they actually weren't. They were probably like two years younger than me or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they were in D.C., and he worked at the haagen He was an ice cream scooper. Um, mm-hmm. And he was in D.C. And they were just the sweetest kids. And they were all that straight-edge stuff. He was in this band, SOA, State of Emergency, or State of mm-hmm. Alert, or something like that. I have an autographed copy of it, actually. And they mm-hmm. were um, very sweet. And they didn't drink. And they didn't do drugs. Ergo, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Dead Kennedys. And they were very appalled that their heroes did this. Anyway, long story short, we stayed at their house. Or I stayed at their house. Or his house. Henry's house. 
you know how you have something happen in your life and you're like, did this really happen or was I just hallucinating? Mm. This falls into that category. So Henry one day says, oh, I want to show you something. He goes, you know, I don't. Um, I want to show you something. He goes, you know, I don't really like girls that much, but you're not like really a girl to me. And I'm like going, this is not going to end well, whatever this is going. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're I've like, joined well, the dead Kennedys. You're tour. like, there yeah. goes the sex option. <laughs> well, not, believe me, not my type at all. But mm. I had gone with the Kennedys because I thought, I'm going to meet cute boys. And I was like, mm. really? All right. So he opens the freezer. <laughs> and in the freezer, mm. all wrapped up, is a rat. And I'm like, Okay, Henry, I'm a girl. This is freaking right. <laughs> right. shut shut the door. So, um, but then he was very, very sweet. And then in New York City, when I was on stage with the Kennedys, because I was helping him out and stuff like that, and I got my my toe broken because I kicked a guy in the face. Okay, mm-hmm. I kicked a guy in the face, but he had it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and they broke my foot. Henry and Ian MacKay from Minor Threat carried me to the hospital, which I thought was very sweet. But after that, and I was there when he auditioned for Black Flag. Mm. And he was phenomenal. I mean, he was phenomenal. But I saw him years later. He had a publishing company for a while. And I saw him years later. And I took Lucian. And he couldn't have been more distant and weird. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, he was like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, you showed me a dead rat. Where's the love? But yeah. But great front man. But, mm-hmm. and he became like a, didn't he do like spoken word? Oh my God. Do you know how much I hate spoken word? I hate it too. Thank oh my you. God. I cannot stand I spoken it. word. I, isn't, but, isn't it like redundant? I mean, reductive, uh, like words are spoken. Yeah, and right? when I was in college is when that became like a real moment. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I cannot, I can't, I can't. Did you go to ever go to those like spo- those spoken word things at no, the time at I, Fez? I was, no, no. Oh, or like New York, New York, yeah. yeah, yeah. My sister no. used to go to New York. No, it was just not my thing. I just can't. I was at one of those things once because a friend of mine had a label that was doing it. It was fine. And Nelson George, who's a great writer and filmmaker, <laughs> was standing by the bar, and he goes, "Yeah, this is a good place with for sensitive brothers with dreads." <laughs> Kind of sort of. Because the whole room <laughs> smelled like that stuff that everybody used to put in their dreads back in the day that smelled mm-hmm. like ginger. That well, sap. I used to put almond oil in my yeah. hair and all different things. The whole things. room mm-hmm. smelled like Brooklyn in mm-hmm. the 90s. Yeah, mm-hmm. the spoken word. Yeah, we were all into the oils and things. It yeah. was that It was that phase. It was a thing. <laughs> it was a lot of <laughs> conditioning. But mm-hmm. yeah, Henry Rollins has announced, for those of you who've been up all night waiting for him to go back on stage, he's never going to go back on stage again. How can we live, Courtney? How can we live? I don't live? know. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, yay. Good for him. He's made enough money. Maybe he can open stage. up. Diana Ross, who's going out on a summer tour where she's going to be singing all of her number one hits, she said. Oh, how many of those? Like five? <laughs> Why doesn't she do her whole catalog? That would be more. You're the worst. <laughs> You're so mean. I'm just saying, how many number one hits? You got Hangover. a bunch of hits. All right, all right. <laughs> Including with the Supremes. Does she do. No, seriously. Does yeah, she, she, do said she's gonna, she said she's going to do Supreme okay, stuff. That would be mm-hmm. cool. That mm-hmm. would be cool. 
That would be cool. That would be fun uh, to see her. I like the time she tried to go on tour with Mary and Cindy and they got shortchanged. And she was like, I'm just going to go out with Susan and Sherry. Really? I'm going to go down to the salon and see who's And here's the thing. Susan and Sherry made some good Supreme records after Diana Ross left. Oh, you were making, I thought you were just making up names, Susan and Sherry. No, really. Oh, all right. I was like, uh, and like Betsy and Flopsy picked them up too. No, they were just Supremes, you know, years after you were gone, lady. You really tried it. It was like Menudo. Like right. I didn't even know. Menudo's back with a new song. There's a new Menudo. I can't wait. I can't and they wait. look like they're 10. They're like, we're starting you really young now. They're like eight. Oh, it's not the Menudo. Oh, it's it is. There's a new. No. You, it's it's Robbie Rosas. Is he? No, no, no. No, no, no. These are little kids again. Oh, like, oh, they started okay. the okay. whole Menudo thing again. I think the only group of that kind of boy band stuff who keeps going out with the original members and killing it is New Edition. New edition. Backstreet Boys is still going out with yeah. their and killing it, mm-hmm. and still and playing arenas. Yeah. And new, you know, new kids on the block are still out there with the, all of the original members, and and uh, including Donnie. You know, like he's never puts, left. That puts money in Jenny McCarthy's pocket, though, and that's really <laughs> unfortunate. She's she, very nice. She, I don't care. She's like QAnon. You know. I'm, well, you know, everybody's weird. I realize she's a little. If I stop liking people because they're weird, because so many of people's favorites, honey, there's some, honey, I, and I think you know this. We could see. This is what I wish. If we were a different kind of show, we would be messy, messy, messy. Because oh, I no. feel, like, I feel like we could trade throw some good ones back and forth. I mean, we'd be sued. No, <laughs> but the not kids if it's love the it. truth. Not if it's the yeah, truth. but the truth can't. The truth isn't always supposed to be told by the people. people I didn't have you. I didn't sign an NDA. I mean, neither did I. But all right, so it's you know what it is. It's not necessary. We know. I know my story. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing I can tell for cocktail conversation Mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. I never did anything particularly that I particularly regret. You know, it's fine. Henry Rollins pulling a rat out of the freezer. Or no, anyone who knows one. me has heard that thing. story. There's, there's stories that I can tell, and then there's some that would blow people's yeah. mind. Yeah, you know, I never did anything. I've bad. seen some madness, honey. Oh, yeah. Madness. Yeah. See, but I mean, you worked on one side of the industry. It's different when you're on a, when you're on a management side. Well, I was a writer, yeah. so they behaved themselves. Every right in front of you, everybody was trying to give you their best, best, best behavior. Well, except that you can find it out really easily mm-hmm. that they're full of shit. You know, I mean, the, the, you know. Those, okay, basketball, yay. Did so anyone I, ever bracket that no one's bracket survived, right? I don't think anybody's no bracket survived. You'd have yeah. to be like, you would have to be Sister Cleo to have yeah, predicted. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it. Did you watch that weird Miss Cleo doc? But that's, we'll come, it was not as good as I thought it was. No, but be. I watched the Walter Mercado doc and that was fantastic. Walk, that was really the good. The Walter Mercado doc that was, really, was everything really, really you want. In gay Puerto Rican psychic. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for the gay Puerto Rican psychic documentary, this is no. the one for you. I mean, first of all, he's a New York City legend because oh. he's, I believe he used to come on like Channel 9 here when I was young. And when well, I would Univ- change the channel, was he I, on Univision? Was yes, he but on also on, I think like on Channel 9. And when I would see him, no, it would so be good. like, I'd be like, oh what? what is that? I was just fascinated. Fascinated. Walter Mercado was Mm. a, okay, I'm using air quotes here, a Mm. psychic, Mm -hmm. but he 
was just so fabulously it's like imagine if Liberace had even more work done mm-hmm. and then decided to have a baby with Charo and it then was just over jewels the top and jewels capes and, and, the and, and the hair was mm-hmm. just like that perfect and he talked uh, like he had this ridiculously yeah. incomprehensible <laughs> Puerto Rican accent and he would just say the craziest stuff but guess what everybody's mother and him. grandmother watched every day every day every say. day and it's a great documentary if you mm-hmm. can find it because they talk about people uh puerto rican kids who grew up in new york would have to sit there with their grandmother mm-hmm. while this crazy queen is up there doing the <laughs> horoscope <laughs> oh today libra blah blah blah, blah. And, it, and he was nuts and then I he got it. picked up by univision mm-hmm. and it became like a real like a national thing, but he he's an just, icon. Oh no, he is like he's an icon. He is the Irish Chacon of <laughs> fake astro. Oh, please don't yeah. start Edie. That's my girl. I love Edie Chacon. Oh, I'm sorry, I said her name wrong. I, I love her. Love, yeah. love, yeah. love, yeah. love, love. Feathers dancing, G strings, stumbling, turning, Amazing. flipping, Amazing. singing, amazing. But old school variety show realness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is the downside of cable and, mm. and all these big, you don't get like some lunatic deciding to put a show. I mm-hmm. guess you can do that on YouTube. But even that, the production, it, it's like Uncle Floyd. Remember right. Uncle Floyd? <laughs> or the you Joe Franklin show. Uh, the uh, Joe Franklin show. Okay. I New saw York him at, I saw him at a play once at that mm-hmm. horrible Tupac play that uh, uh, two hours of my <laughs> life was wasted. But the good thing did was there. Did you actually air- go see that? Yeah, I had to review it. <laughs> and it closed in like a week. Remember it did? And that was a week too long. But there was air conditioning. I heard it was terrible. No, terrible so isn't bad. even like terrible is being kind. Mm-hmm. But it was like you literally the entire player waiting for him going, oh, we're working up for him to sing California Love. This entire right. play is two. But it was two hours of air conditioning. Mm, let me just say. And it was a hot day. But anyway, Joe Franklin was there. Mm-hmm. And I thought I saw a ghost. And I'm like, oh my god, it's Joe Frank. Like, it's like when That's I met New York. Oh was, my god, it was like, was like it's I like was, it's. I was Joe going Frank. to Fire Island. I'm get, waiting to get on the ferry, and who's gets off the ferry coming? Robin Bird, and I almost died. Oh uh, like, yeah, no, Robin no. Bird. That's no. New York legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it Baby, let like me Robin. bang your box. You know. Yeah, no, legendary. I mean, but Joe Franklin was on. Yeah, and it was like Uncle Floyd and Joy. Yeah, hello. That was All like right. when uh, we went to we see. We were talking we, about basketball. Right, you know, we right, just completely right, went off the yeah. rails here. Remember when they tried to do that Spider-Man show on Broadway, Spider-Man, well, Afraid of the Dark? Horrible. We all, a group of us went to see that and left it into mission. Isn't that the show that George Santos is the producer I mean, yes, of? he, he claimed was, He, was, he yes. decided he's the producer of the yeah, worst show was, that was ever was on Broadway. He the producer of yeah. that and a dancer. Spider-Man. It's and just horrible. No, he, it's like, who claims to be a producer of, of... It's like saying, I produce Starlight Express. Right. Why would you want to say that? <laughs> if you're going to claim to be a fake producer, you go, I was a producer of Hamilton. Okay? You know. Not like... or. The Book of Mormon. Don't say I produced the show that opened and closed in a minute. Yeah, Joe Franklin. <laughs> he has been so he is so legendary that you don't even know when he died or if he died. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm having a moment. All right, basketball, NCAA. A bunch of people are playing. They're all and tall. now they're down to the final four. Oh, we are down a, to yeah, the final four. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it's Who a thing. It? I don't know exactly. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. We both went to commuter college. You know we what I'm saying? I have no idea. But I will say this. The Knicks won last night, so they stopped their three games. And let me just say, Emmanuel quickly is the one. Like he is, too. and he like the is name. the one who is really, as much as we wanted RJ to be that guy, it's seeming like less and less. He just seems to have regressed this year and quickly when he's given the opportunity to step in and step up, he does, man. He had a career high 40 points last oh, night wow. and he's excellent. They played the Wizards or no? Who They, they play? played the, the Houston Rockets. Okay. And, you know, and they won. They needed to win. They need to win the rest of these games. You know what I mean? Because they, now we're going into this week where they have a really hard schedule. It's Miami and Cleveland this week. But you so. know they always beat the good teams and lose to the crap teams. Right. That's been the – but I will say, you know how I know that the Knicks won or lost because Jamani Williams, who's our, who's our public advocate in mm-hmm. New York, is a psychotic Knicks fan, mm-hmm. and he posted on Facebook. So I'm like, thanks, Jamani. Right. Now I know what's going on. He right. literally posts more about that than what's going on in the city. In but Brooklyn, this is what, right. <laughs> yeah, this is what's going on in the city. Mm-hmm. Who cares? The, there's nothing we can do about the rest of the city, but mm-hmm. we can have some psychic. I just want to say this again: Amy Elizabeth Linden for mayor. She's not him. She's not. That him. has a ring to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's not him. What? What's her platform? Who cares? She's not him. She's not him. You got my vote, lady. My platform my is my platform is stand away from the platform. And <laughs> and that churro ladies are welcome on every corner. No, every, no. <laughs> bring them out. I want all I want. I, yeah. I, I and my other rule will be mental illness is a real thing, but could yes. you just be quiet about it? Well, you have to scream. That's my only thing. I understand, mm-hmm. but just the screaming. Well, and what if I you, what I, I I don't have a problem any, with. The, I don't have a problem with talk. I, I'm glad that we're talking about mental illness. The problem is I can see how, again, some people are using it and they just kind of say it. And no, I don't no, think no. It's something I'm talking about with. people who come up to me on the street and goes, I no. shouldn't pee on you, right? That is the time. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. That's a little All right. Rough. Yeah, well, I should unless you ask for it because you know well, you there's know, money in it. Courtney, can I tell you? Mm-hmm. I know we've known each other for a while and mm-hmm. we know our own little quirks. Oddly enough, at 10:30 in the morning walking to work, not the first thing on my mind. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I'm just And saying. I would have probably have said, "Listen, I take my only fans at night at 10. Can you come <laughs> yeah, back I'm then?" Like, I'm like it's ten thirty and I and I'm wearing. I can char- and I, I can charge more for it at right. night. <laughs> and I just clean and I just clean these sneakers you know this morning. Could it's you like, wait till I'm wearing the? If you can hold it, dirty. hold it. Yeah. I see. I see a. I see, I see a. a ca- I see a cash yeah. value to this right, transaction. But if you could just hold it. But I thought that was very polite that this mm-hmm. man asked me because, as far as I'm concerned, that's mm-hmm. consent. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. few men have asked me permission to do things I don't want them to do to them, and I thought that was very nice of the man. And mm-hmm. I thought he was agreeable because when I mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, that's a good idea," he didn't say, "Who cares what you think, you white bitch? I'm doing it anyway." Right. You know, progress. Prog. Listen, the growth. It's growth. Growth. It's growth. growth. Oh my growth. god! I'm gonna hit my head against the microphone it's now. Growth. Boom! Boom! Okay. Growth. Um. By the way, out the adorable, lovely Allison Pember. Hit mm-hmm. me up on mm-hmm. the whatever one of those methods you hit people up on, mm-hmm. and said she was listening to the show and she heard us call her, uh, say her name, and saying when you say I I can't for some reason, and she was laughing, mm-hmm. and that she was 
she was listening to the show with her mother that her mother and her used to watch four on the floor together. And I was her mother's <laughs> favorite. And I went, wow, that is just like mm-hmm. bananas. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was very funny. And Katie Taylor, who is our biggest fan, mm-hmm. who hey, even called, yeah, and even called me up and said, why are you guys taking breaks in between things? What's okay? Are you okay? Are you losing? What's happening? <laughs> Something wrong? Did they cut off your internet? <laughs> no, we need to take a breath. <laughs> we need to take a breath. And maybe a sip of some water. <laughs> yeah, we need to. I am like literally like a camel. I'm exist. I build up uh, saliva in my mouth. Yeah, people right. don't realize we tape early in the morning. We yeah. we get up, we get, we get, we tape early in the morning. To give enough time to be able to edit, you know, work, do all of the rest of the day things. So sometimes a little bit of a break says, hey, we need a break. And, you know. You know, um, either Mother Teresa had a day off, Courtney. You know, she sure did. She had a day off. She had a day off. All right. um, What are you listening to or watching or whatever? I already know. I can predict. I'm going to predict in my mind and not say anything until you say it. So Black has a new album out, and oh, I, I really I like him. That. I didn't, predict and that. I really like him. So I've been listening to his new album. Okay. It's called "Since I Have a Lover." I've okay. also been listening to the new Lana Del Rey. Ah, I knew it. Do you bing, know, bing, there's bing, a bing, 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 and for some reason, and oh, I don't know. Allison, he no, said it no. again. All right, can I'm I get tell- a dollar this- every time you say that? No, because <laughs> I think something has happened to me. Uh-oh. Like, there are artists I never listened to when I was young, but I think when you're a homosexual and you hit a certain age... Wait a minute, you suddenly- were a homosexual when you I know. I found out last Tuesday. It was crazy. Oh, cool. It's like, you start to just start listening to people you never listened to. And all of a sudden, it's like... I have been in this full, still Supremes K-hole. I was not, I listened to some Supreme songs. I was never a huge Supremes fan, but I have gotten sucked into a K-hole, but especially I've been listening to a lot of the albums after Diana Ross left and really kind of, I knew the singles, right? I knew Nathan Jones. I knew Stone Love. Right. I love Stone Love. But I started really getting sucked into those records and they had some really good work, like, out songs written and produced by Stevie Wonder and Smokey right. Robinson. So I've been kind of discovering those albums and really getting sucked into to which to is that up the area. ladder to the roof. Is that that's after Diana? Yeah, that's okay. the first. That was the first like single after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Gene um, Terrell, who was yeah, yeah. a great. I mean, Gene, yeah, Gene Terrell was a great addition to to the Supremes. You know, not for nothing. And then mm-hmm. I'll talk about what I'm like. I hate biopics, but mm-hmm. I think a good biopic would be the Tammy Terrell story. It would be a really good biopic. Absolutely. I don't like biopic if they really did the real story. Mm -hmm. Because they always allude to stuff in like a temptation story. Because this hasn't a Marvin Gaye bio been in the works for like a hundred years. A hundred million years. And remember at one point, wasn't it supposed to be Andre 3000 that was supposed to play him, I believe? Well, I know Terrence Trent Darby was up for the Sam Cooke one, which Mm -hmm. never happened either. Mm -mm. Have you read about this nut who like literally has imitates... um, what is his name? He's horrible. He's literally 
I'll find his name. In the guy about. who's imitating Marvin, Marvin Gaye Gay. and, and where's and the, the fa- hat and the family's really kind like, of like like he, dig your own grave, dig another grave. Yeah, like and because he's putting out a he put out one record now he's putting out another one and I think they're and, like, but he even wears like that red knit cap yeah. that Marvin wear and the it's it's just like it's really on. weird cosplay. It's one thing. It's one thing to sound all right. I, the person I'm going to talk about, Raphael Sadiq, has a vocal similarity to Marvin and Stevie, but he is not consciously trying to sound like Stevie Wonder or Marvin right, Gaye. Right. So on that segue, I just, I love the album so much. I talked about it when it came out, but I'm just re- going back and listening to Jimmy Lee again. I just mm-hmm. think it is, it's his last solo record. It's one of those, why the, I I, I know he has his lane. He doesn't need me mm-hmm. to, in terms of, um, and Tony, Tony, Tony's going to go back out on tour though. You saw the way that it was Ooh. built, right? Mm-hmm. Raphael Sadiq and Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Um, but that's because nobody could pick the other two Tonys. You know, they don't know who they are. Even well, though Dwayne people were, do. You yeah, know, Dwayne Wiggins' solo and, record was and, great. And people who love them are excited because we want to uh, see the three of them. Right? Oh, they're great. You know? And they are you've seen them live. They are they are one of the well, he's a great live at. Raphael's yeah, a great live at. He's very at. talented. Yeah. So that that I don't know why, but I was listening to Blind Faith this weekend. I have no idea On why. I, yes. I think it's because, all right, you have to understand how my mind works. If I'm reading something and something is mentioned in what I'm reading, I'll suddenly, it'll sort of like trigger something in me. And that's it. So some, I was reading something and they talked about Sea of Joy and I went, oh, I love Sea of Joy. And I Mm -hmm. went, and I just listened to Blind Faith and take Eric Clapton Mm -hmm. out of the mix because Mm -hmm. I don't like Eric Clapton. But I watched a fantastic documentary that I highly recommend to you that was nominated for an Academy Award. It's on HBO. HBO now called All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Mm-hmm. And it's about Nan Golden, the photographer, the very famous photographer, and her fight against the Sackler family and the opioid um, crisis. And it's really, really good. And especially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you see pictures of people, you know, I was like, oh my God, she used to be my best friend back in the day. Right. Um, but it's a really good documentary. And it's also how somebody fought the law and she won. She is responsible in her organization for making sure the Sacklers who ran Purdue Pharma, their names were taken off all museums. That's why when you go to the Met, it's no longer the Sackler wing. Right. So it's a really good documentary and it's on HBO. And yeah, did you watch Succession? You don't, you're not a Succession person, no. right? Yeah. No. I like white people talking quickly for obvious reasons, you know, mm-hmm. but I did watch it because I like to be, I like to be able to read some, read uh, social media without having to skip over everything. Right. Every, right. Everybody's, but I haven't listened to Lana Del Rey. You know, I have a thing with her. Well, if you, and it, then you're going to listen to this. I've heard yeah. it's a great record. I've but you know, listen, record. you have to like her for it. To, you yeah. know what I mean? I think people buy into the whole, Lana-ness yeah. of it all. Yeah, it's a Lana-ness, right? Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I, I, I have listened to some of her songs. I last, I like the last record. I wish you know, but the album title, she's like having a competition with Fiona Apple now for like the world's. <laughs> There's just something about her that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shouldn't uh, let that seep into my enjoyment of the music, but it seems like what drives me nuts about her is the is is her kind of persona in the music mm-hmm. i also don't like women who don't like women and she's not a girl's girl i don't like that really um, what makes you say that i've read interviews with her oh. 
Okay. <laughs> she sicked her fans on Ann Powers and NPR because Ann Powers, who gave her a rave review and said one negative thing. She has talked, she has gone after black women for the way they dress. Uh, she she's has? Not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's talking about, oh, you know, these women, I don't know. Well, she went after women. You know, why do they have to dress like this and that and the other? But everybody she mentioned was a um a black woman. Yeah, she, you know, she's not a girl's girl. It's like Chrissy Hind. You know, she's Oof. not a girl. She's not a girl's girl. But I do have to listen to it because I know it's going to be one of those top 10 records and I'll be sitting there going, I don't like her face either. And on that note, thank you guys for listening to I'm going to Let You Finish, the show number 135. We love you. You know the deal. Tell a friend. Uh, Check us out on Pantheon Podcast Network. Follow Pantheon Podcast. Download the Pantheon Podcast app. Down in your app store. Follow Pantheon Podcast on YouTube, and you can hear the show on YouTube as well. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.